Welcome to the Chorus Podcast, your aggressively subjective barometer for culture and media. Where each week, your hosts, Stefan Voss and Bruce Stennel, will disregard the trends and headlines to focus on what's really important, what you should be watching, reading, and listening to. And now, on with the pod. Tell. Ah, that's that's terrible. Welcome, dear listeners. Are we on? We are indeed. Hello. (coughs) Excellent. Hello. (coughs) Right, so we have our first third. Rosie, come here. Our first three-time guest and returning guest, Bronwyn Williams. Huzzah! Bronwyn has humbled herself to come to our lowly podcast once again. Yes. And uh, end of the year, I think you were the last infiltrated. Okay. (laughs) Insinuated into. Um, I once. I once said that to somebody, I said, oh, you've insinuated yourself into our meet, and they took umbrage, that person, because they were portly, and they thought I was making a fat joke, which I wasn't. Anyway, that's a fun story. Yes, exactly. Um, These are yours, by the way. Thank you so much. Book book (coughs) trading, live on air. This is how how exciting we are. Um, She does have good taste. And this... We spoke about it. I'm yes, not going to talk about it. You're just pointing at stuff for an audio <coughs> podcast, so that's helpful. So yeah, that's it is a book by Ishiguro. <laughs> Guro. Ishiguro. You know. Never let me go. Speaking of which, Ron, the world I thought exactly. your your new book, Rescuing Our Republic, uh, yes. which you've put together with Ludwig Rall. Yes. Um, I rolled my RV. Uh, Radical ideas on how to save South Africa from itself. I thought when I saw your pictures of it on on your prodigious Instagram account. Um, that it was bigger. But listener, it is this big. It's just the right size to get to Cape Town. Oh, there you see, now that's important. I thought, I actually thought it was hard for some reason. <laughs> by car <or> by plane. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll fit, I, well, I was going to say it'll fit in your handbag, but it's actually quite big for a handbag, and I don't have a handbag, so I don't really know that that's a good measure, but anyway. But, uh, young Bronwyn, right now. Uh, very nice to have you with us, and... Um, uh, auspicious with your second publication. No. Twice published author. I managed to be a twice published author without writing any books. <laughs> there we go. It's a talent. It is a talent. That is a talent. It's I, like a YouTube actually, I, channel. Too, I did write one whole book, but I wrote it. I ghostwrote it. A ghostwrote yes. yeah. I've done that. So I feel and like now I, so I, feel, I feel less bad about putting my name as the author into yes. the books that I got. <laughs> but Especially you also, you other did, people to write. You did say all the words. <laughs> I said all the words. Yes. Okay, so this new one... I uh, chose all the ideas. Exactly. The Future Starts Now was the previous one with Theo Priestley. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a co-writer once more. Tell us about Rescuing the Public. I have some questions, but uh, maybe you want to introduce it to us. What is it? It's yes, so this collab. Is, collab. This is a collab. book that is based on a web show that I host for Discourse South Africa, or Discourse ZA. Dogs, come on. Yes. And it, so it's basically the, the edited transcripts in Socratic style, which means oh, you didn't you. have to rewrite the content, you okay. just use the transcripts. <laughs> very good. But don't worry, it's been very well edited by Ludwig. Of some of the conversations that we had on that show relating to discourse around the ZA. The ZA. Exactly. The ZA. And I've just, while Ron was answering that, I have uh, scanned the QR code on the cover because I wasn't sure if it worked, and it does work. It does work. So I've gone to Discourse I ZA. That. And, uh, was that you? Good job. And Bronwyn is there in the only other color that she wears, apart from black. 
Red. Red. I, I just said just to promote the book, yeah. to get people's oh, attention. It's a red, it's talking a red about book. it. Like you've seen doing just now. So there she's worked. nattering on, on my phone as well as in public. But I'll get... I'll so, Discourse ZA started as a YouTube channel podcast. But it's, it's a, well, still is. Yeah, so it's, it's, but it's it, a it does what it says on the can. It's, <coughs> it's literally filmed discourse. Okay. So, it was, so you how, just need to talk. I just need to talk. That's it. Yes, but nice. I'm, I'm, I'm like most of the talking <laughs> like I do, uh, I'm supposed to be the host. But it's I'm like a podcast, but it makes money. I don't so know that you're a bad host. I think you're I a good host. I talk at least 50% of the time. <laughs> exactly. But there's only two people there, so that should be the case. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. And they they um, came across you on Twitter, on the Twitter. Yes, because I was bored during COVID. You're they one said, of, who wants to you're invite one of me the, on their show? And they said, how about having your whole own show? Yeah. You're one of the few people I know who still uses Twitter effectively or much at all i love twitter i don't care what it's called x yeah i don't i don't find it negative all of that crap. Not at i mean all. you must, you must find it a little bit more because because oh, of, of what you talk about i yeah. already have good arguments on Excellent. twitter and your attitude is right if you go there looking for a fight and you see it like going to the gym to box yeah it's all good okay hmm. great Excellent. So you're sparring in. She's a partner for the day. <laughs> so I have a question. Adrenaline <coughs> pumping. Yes. You go to work. Smack him in the face. Um, nice. So it's a collection of interviews that you've done on Discourse with uh, interesting people. There is a byline or a subtitle here called "Excuse my voice, I've been it's very husky, sick." It's man. Six <clears throat> yes. Thank you. Two words uh, from this. I'm going to read the whole thing. It says "Radical ideas on how to save South Africa." Ellipsis. From itself. He reads ellipses. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, two questions I have. One is, Bronwyn, how radical are the ideas in here compared to the like party line that we're getting from, from people trying to solve problems of our country? And the second one is, the suggestion here is that much of the situation that we're in as a country is of our own making or... Well, yeah. a society is a sum total exactly. of our choices, right? And so you talk. made some pretty great ones, haven't we? <laughs> she said sarcastically. <laughs> yes, that's awkward. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> must be, must be that honestly. So are these yes. radical ideas? Are these people that are outliers that have ideas that are not being heard by power? Or what uh, is this? The, the most <clears throat> radical one in there probably is the one with good old Bruce Whitfield. She says you might want to be optimistic. Okay. Wow! If you want to start what? a fight on Twitter? Try that. Try being optimistic. I've never. I That's probably the most controversial the I don't idea. Know, I don't know Bruce well, but I know two things. Very unpopular. Is that he's very, very smart, and perpetually cheerful. Yes. So there must there must be some sort of link in his case. I don't know that I'm capable of it, but just tell us. I mean, tell us about. Yeah. What is he? Oh, there we go. The economic importance of optimism. That's that chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So why why be cheerful? Well, because the alternative uh, is no, because as a as a economist, I have mm. a master's degree in economics that no one cares about. So I'm just going to tell you all this because I make my money as a futurist, which exactly, is, uh, which involves no credibility whatsoever. But, <laughs> but you can, can charge you, more with a master's degree. But central bankers do learn when they do their master's degree. Okay, it's in the it's in the that syllabus. Expectations change people's behavior. Okay, but when the you know the like you expected to, you expected to get some whiskey. Inflation's going to be so much more next year. Yeah. They tell you that on purpose to get you to change your behavior, and therefore create self-fulfilling prophecies. Okay. Which is why a bit of optimism goes along can give you a bit more better results than a bit of pessimism. What are the dangers of that, though? If you if you you know that, I mean, 
presidents and such must know that whether they're economically literate or not. Oh yes. But what are the what are the dangers though? Because you you say oh we can definitely do this or this is definitely going to happen. It, to me that just sounds like election promises. Which well, will fail. Now you're getting more, much more specific. Now you no, want to like. Yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> Tell me now, right. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is that it's not just that hoping for stuff that what you'll want. It's rather that if you are optimistic and you back it by action. I mean, Bruce's whole thing based on his whole books that he's been sitting mm-hmm. around the speaking circuit right behind me. All yes, If you're not available. <laughs> so yeah. The whole thing of the he's he's all about the entrepreneurs who started businesses in South Africa, which has never been a great idea to mm-hmm. invest in South Africa, and yet they did. So mm-hmm. they they were optimistic in terms of what they did rather than what they said. Yeah, we're on we're on episode ninety, I think, mm. of of a podcast that has made thirty six. Rand, maybe. That's very interesting. Yeah, so, well, I don't know. You know, if if you if your you take, reveal preference is for optimism. If you take if you take the cost price of the whiskey we've been sponsored. Reveal yeah. preference. <laughs> Stefan shakes his head in shame. What? We're not about nihilistic. <laughs> Terrible. So yeah, do, do do the stuff that you kind of want to have. So and then, mm. then you'll increase the odds of it happening. Or to put it like John O'Shaughnessy says, you Sorry, know, the, your odds of failure are 100 percent if you don't try. Yes, that I prefer to what you said before, which is very Oprah, which I don't like. Like, look, man, how can you manifest not like Oprah? It will be under your chair. Oh no, it's not manifesting at all. I mean, no, exactly. my favorite example there is the COVID toilet paper crisis entirely of our own making. Mm-hmm. What did we think? The toilet paper was going to run out, so we all went and bought and then it ran out. toilet paper, and then, God forbid, it ran out. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. It didn't have to run out. Yes, we yeah. made it run out yes. because we were revealed ourselves to be pessimistic about mm. pick and pay supply chain ability. We should really trust capitalism more. <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> we should trust capitalism When it comes to getting toilet paper, paper on the shelves, that we we could probably. Okay, I agree with you. Yeah, under, under under capitalism is one of the few reasons. But for not the reasons I think they hope it's the great infidel to 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 be cheerful because oh because God. big powerful rich people are greedy, they will want things to work, and they will have the means to keep them working. And I'll, yeah, but I'll that's another dream that you don't want to see country. Well, I don't know. Let me not Let's go down that rabbit hole. Let's talk about a <laughs> something that I watched on the Netflix, which I think has bearing here. Tell us and tell us about that thing. And I'm only going to mention it because I'm going to mention three things that I've watched, even though we should only talk about one. It's the last it's fine. The last we can talk about it. What the hell we want? Um, the new thing that's on Netflix with Julia Roberts. Um, it's awful. The world. Leave, leave the, world the world behind. behind. Leave the form behind. Who's as well. who's the guy in it? Uh, uh, Ethan Hawke. Eth- no. Yes, Ethan Hawke. Yes. Um, so there seems to have been this glut of dystopian films at the moment mm. and I think it's in the wake of COVID definitely in, in the face of uh, in the face of a global collapse of whatever but it's another one of those and I didn't find it particularly how can I say this good no it was good it's well acted it's, no one said it's good other than it's you. not you're, yeah, you're on your own I think well it's good well done you have your own opinion it's not well acted the crowd. I think it is uh, is wrong listen <laughs> I found it incredibly un surprising and not particularly unrealistic like it's a very simple premise of um america is this bloated decadent thing and the rest of the world doesn't like america Someone's gonna pop the balloon how would they do it and all they need to do is uh the people in america are so primed that all they need to do is cut off communication and everyone, and everyone turns on its on themselves and, yeah and there's a slight kind of nature thing there and three of us have enough books that we wouldn't need to go and punch people immediately mm. you could just sit at home mm. and read 
But no one did when you were all locked inside our houses. Most people were quite tame. Exactly. Yeah, but we could speak to each other. Only government swing yeah. But we and could speak to each other. And the guys, okay. the guys in Kornaki who had to serve. Because we're not in America. Yes. Bloated capitalist pigs. Yes, exactly. Decadent. Uh, um, I, I do need to correct you because it is a crap movie. Yeah, well... Wow, it's bad. You said it was well acted. You are so wrong. Did you think so? I Maybe. So. Listen, I've been in Goodness. a fug of flu, so okay. I watched it... You watched it in through that. snot. Okay, yeah, okay. exactly. Much mucus. Jack, you agree that it's you. not... Or you, you just... I watched everybody else's. and I had no interest in going okay. any further. Thanks. I don't know why I watched it. I had, I had issues... No, because it's... I saw... I don't even want to give the guy airtime, but it's written and directed by the same guy, which made mm. sense once you started watching it. You were okay. like, nobody else would want to direct it like this or or take your text or whatever. Why he, did I find an interesting? He, he really badly the... wants to be David Fincher. Oh, okay. But, but in, in such an obvious and bad way that David Fincher must be chuckling as he... Really, dude, you did that. Does David Fincher um, chuckle though? I think so. Or does he snigger? I think could be. I wonder. Um, sneer maybe, but uh, the main problem is with modern dystopian movies is that there's no costumes. In the eighties, it was also all about dystopia, but they had great outfits. Dune, Blade Runner. Exactly. Come on. There were great outfits in the in the eighties. Terminator. I mean, like there was there was stuff Terminator. going on, right? Yeah. Like our dystopias now are so banal. Mm. I blame. Well, like the dull dystopias. They're like fast much like real life. Yeah. Is that the reason to? No one wants a documentary. He's sadder about them. No, but this is the well. Point, that's it. That was like, the thing. Turn, I think turn, I turn like, documentary. There's a, like, there's a dude made of mercury on a Harley. Man, bloody Come fantastic! Where and here you've gone <laughs> with rock why music is Roberts and Roberts so bitchy for mm. like all of this time? That's as bad as it gets. Okay. You know. Um, Let me move on then. of costumes. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll come to that. I've got some yes. fantastic costumes. Before I get to the fantastic costumes. And like, costumes, grittier scores. Yes. You know, like, bring the bands in. Don't just buy some guy with a keyboard. Okay. Well, they had Teslas in that movie, not motorbikes. So anyway, um, Ken Burns' most recent two-parter, The American Buffalo. I'm a big Ken Burns yes. guy. It's, I'm more interested it's amazing. So it tells the story essentially of the American West and of the Native Americans, but through the buffalo. And very interesting as a species how they were just teeming on the plains by the million and then nearly completely died out. And now I've made something of a resurgence. Um, and it's told through interviews with Native Americans and all kinds of people and fascinating characters and always the buffalo, the buffalo, the buffalo, and it's really, really great. Two parts, very, very cool. Can I say that I will be very disappointed if there's not a Neil Young song in that soundtrack? Um, there must be. Please tell me there is. I don't know that he has okay, got licensing and it's on, on, on public broadcast, so I doubt it. We'll get to Neil Young, my friend, don't you? <laughs> we'll get to And the last thing I want to talk about is costumes and fanfare and amazing. And you may have mentioned it before on this podcast, and I may have gone, that's something I need to watch. And I finally started watching it, and it is everything and more foundation 
Uh, it wasn't me. Okay, really? carry on. No. Oh my goodness. Foundation. So there's a TV series that I said, oh, it's been renewed for its third season. And I'm like, oh, what's this? One? So I started watching it. It is uh, based on the novels of Isaac Asimov. Oh, yeah. Of the Rand Corporation, Ooh. Deep State. <laughs> she knows. Um, starring Jared Harris, who I've been a massive fan of since uh, The Terror and, of course, Chernobyl. Oh yes, oh yes. Massively yes. brilliant actor. He he is fantastic in it. It's got a young woman who was born in Zimbabwean group in South Africa. The first voice you hear is a narration. It's her. And I'm like, that's a South African accent. Uh, Lou Lobel, I think her name is, and another uh, and Lee Pace is in it, who I've loved since Pushing Daisies mm-hmm. and The Fall, and more recently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so it's very sort of futuristic it's it's such fascinating little little ideas and tropes and things that are all put together it is long episodes i think there's sort of 10 episodes per season 15 minutes an hour long each grand spectacle of an opening credits thing like westworld or mm-hmm. something else like massive score and these uh what they call something uh, living chroma so it's living color that they paint on walls and that's used in the opening sequence Um, Robin Asimov I think must be a descendant of or a relation of Isaac is is EP and um, man it's cool and what I love about it is it's it, it does all these interesting like what things like those big shows where you ask questions but it answers um, questions quite quickly which wow. is quite nice this is a little bit different to some of the mm. kind of lost one of the few things we should probably watch the show instead of read the book because dear Asimov was somewhat of a pedantic writer yeah, he was he wrote like a science professor mm. not like a writer no. although he had lovely ideas he kind of reminds me of Neil Gaiman in that regard although slightly Ooh, different I agree with you there great ideas but like the prose not as the, the yeah. prose is clunky yeah yeah I agree with you I think that, actually now that you said yes and I can't remember the name of the book but the, whatever it was well, he does better, better right or better sometimes where, where he's writing mm, he's got it's, it's not quite YA kind of stuff but it's there's just those yeah, the lots of exposition and then they went through the tunnels and up the castle and then you'd be like that was like 300 meters dude why is it 18 pages but yeah. walk faster I do think he's found a bit of a Speaking of gaming, a bit of a screenplay. We don't speak of gaming. Yes, I mean his, his graphic novels yeah. are great because it was it was just idea. It wasn't you didn't have mm. the right Six filler. Words. It's the filler that he got yeah. gets stuck. Like you can see, so it was I've like got, what's would have been a would have been better as a film. Exactly. Do androids um, <laughs> dream of electric sheep? And it's as a read. It's you know I'd rather read Arthur C. Clarke or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, just watch Blade Runner. Exactly. <laughs> some of, some of the sci-fi guys very ideas men. This is like the best of of all the amazing sci-fi like star wars and dune and it's got these political machinations it's got dynasties it's got generations it's got all excited it's so cool i'll give you an example (laughs) there is an empire that rules the galaxy at the moment um when their first emperor cleon was dying he he gave his genetic material and now there are three incarnations of him that rule at all times. Ah. A younger, a middle, and an older. So it's planning ahead. Um, complete clones, absolute clones of him. So you've got Cleon the 14th, but you have Brother Dawn, Brother Day, and Brother Dusk. And they are Empire. 
I heard Dave for a second, and I want somebody in that sort of position to be called Dave. Not no. Dave. Dave. This is, this is not Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. This is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but with no jokes. Exactly. There are no jokes in Foundation. Mm. Nothing. It's not funny. It's not, <laughs> not uh, funny. Yeah, well, yeah. <coughs> but it's, um, it's incredibly good. And uh, uh, mathematics, there's a big mathematical thing to it. And... Uh, um, interesting space time travel like going into like we see you go into cryostasis as you travel for 93 years then you wake up and you're the same age but the world has gone on so many boiled eggs you need to pull over when you're traveling for 90 years and some hot sweet tea and cold brewers nice anyway um so those are the three things that i'd like to mention i hope i didn't derail your talk on rescuing our republic but um (laughs) welcome to our podcast (laughs) what what have you been watching bro I haven't been watching much, but I, ha- I am trying to influence everyone to watch Triangle of Sadness, and no one is influenced oh. by me. I, will, I, will I downloaded it. it. I haven't seen it yet. It's on Showmax now. I'm, oh, just, I'm just advertising. Okay. I'm, I'm like Who's influencing this hard, and everyone is like. Who's what was the again? first one? Uh, the the other one with Will Ferrell on the mountain. Um, the that's people? the down downhill. Yeah, downhill. But the the original French one that was um, drier. Okay. Well, they remade it with Tina. Not Tina Fey. Who do they make it with? Will Ferrell and uh, Julia from Seinfeld. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm. Yes. Well, those, those are two names. They were very good. There's another one about a cube in like an art gallery. It's very, it's very strange. Right. Yes. Got to do that. I'm trying to upset. Yeah. I mean, you don't like capitalism, so you'll love it. Excellent. Excellent. Stupid capitalism. Um, it's capitalism. Britbox. No, I like greedy, I, I like greedy people making stuff work so I can benefit. I like the That's idea a, of the triangle of sadness though because it suggests the triangle of sadness is the wrinkles between your eyes. Oh, I don't have any. It's like models get. So why you got bangs? Well, name do that. has bangs. So you can't see her wrinkles. Fine. Not that she would have them anyway. Obviously. Um, right. What else? I, I saw avoidance. <coughs> Which is, do you know? I've avoided Does uh, Ramesh, uh, <coughs> Ramesh Ranganathan, Ranganathan, that guy, do you know him? Yes, yes guy with a lazy eye. Yes. Very, very funny. Very good. Very British dry. comedian. British comedian. Um, and he has got his own show now called Avoidance, which is, is really it, cool. Uh, fic- like a, a fictional thing. Okay. Look, it might be based on someone, but it's basically he's he's just unable to do stuff. He's a, he's a non starter. He's shy and he's, you know, he, he's a professional procrastinator no professional procrastinator and so his his living partner is just get, just gets hurtful with him and that's how it starts so that not no spoiler and but he's got they've got this kid and that also him being a professional procrastinating dad and wanting to be cool and not really fitting in child in a man's body but he's a big dude and he's is he very clever and oh, dry and it's just so it's, it's this it's one of the again when the, when the it's on Britbox when the when the Brits get that right that okay. sort of kind of very intimate sort of relational comedy stuff um, that's like palpably awkward to watch sometimes <laughs> um, but really really funny and thoughtful and whatever so I, I, I rate that avoidance avoidance and okay. I watched Licorice Pizza. Oh, Licorice Pizza! Bye. What a Paul Thomas Anderson. It really is. It's incredible. And I cannot remember, but which is part of the charm. I cannot. And I didn't write them down because I don't prep properly. Um, the oh, young actor's name. Actually, one of them is a is a Haim sister from yes, the singing yes, yes, yes. trio sisters of Haim. It's 
the young one, I think, is the is one of the main stars. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, it's it's so great. Paul Thomas Anderson, and it's a it's a quirky sort of romance drama yeah. vibe. But that lovely, lovely when is the sixties? Uh, 60s, late 70s. 60s, early 70s, yeah. That kind That's of thing of just these feel. people trying to find out who they are and Coming of age. being very smart and not really understood. And he's much young. He's, what, 15, she's 21 or something, and they're trying to figure out, and they, there's a strange attraction. But it's just, it's but this the beautiful... Feel of it and the, yeah. the colour and the, it's, the mouthfeel of the movie. Mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> right? Don't you okay, get yes, no, I, I, get, I get what you say. Um, but yeah, really, really highly recommend it. It's again, it's uh, relative to whatever crap was we were talking about just now. It's just a really beautifully whatever made, crap beautifully acted, yeah, beautifully written movie which doesn't have any like big anything in it. No. It's not. It's not. You know, there's no superstars. Actually, there are no spoilers. There are some superstars which and they pop up in the most amazing yeah. cameos. It's fantastic. Um, Oh, but it's just it's just lovely. It's what a, else? It's what a, it's was his other one before that that I loved so much? Kind of thing. I don't know. That's your story. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Do that. <coughs> Do that. And then I'm still busy watching the 2023 Rock and Hall Rock and Hall Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which sounds remarkably boring when you read it out like that. It does on on the Disney, but it's like four hours long, and it's fantastic. They actually do it right. It's like oh, really? a concert you'd want to go to. It's huh. yeah. So uh, there's been thousands of people so far. No, I lie, but lots. Um, Cheryl Crow and um, Willie Nelson, inducted by Dave Matthews. Yes, 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 yes. Obviously nervous and actually says so, and is the most ADHD person I've ever seen. Dave Matthews. Good grief. Um, I mean, he actually gets applause when he sort of breathes out nervously at the end of his little speeches. And everyone, yay, well done, Dave, you did it. Um, so, just tell quick us mention, um, what's his name? Paul, what's his face? Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson has done, among others, guys, come on, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love with yes. Adam Sandler. Yes, yes. There Will Be Blood, holy moly. <laughs> the Master <laughs> Inherent Vice that I lent to you but you didn't enjoy. Damn you, Brahman. Phantom Thread. <laughs> so, quite a lot of um, Daniel Day Lewis stuff at Licorice Pizza. I was thinking of Punch Drunk Love when I watched it. I don't know why, but anyway. There you sorry. go. It's, but really, really, really good. And again, if you yeah, if you are a, because there's also in the right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame people, uh, yep. why not? There are a hundred people who aren't rock and roll into what you would, the, the spinners who are like a Motown band and... Uh, Dr. Well, Dre and... They're not, they sold from Philly, so I'll get in trouble for saying you that. You will. But uh, anyway, they're that kind of band. Um, and there's uh, Kate Bush. Oh, yeah. Inducted by Big Boy from Was she Outcast. Running up the hill Why? At the time? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but lots. Of, it's just. It's just great. Loads of great music. Uh, loads Amazing. of great performances. It's uh, very rare. Actually, it's all happening. It, it really is, which is why I'm bringing it up. It's. It's really cool. And also just the fact that they like plonk it all on there. They're just like, eh, cool. This is the whole thing. It's like Plonked one and a half hours. They just bung it nice, in the kitchen. Have a nice day. If you've got a full morning or full night to watch this, go for it. We don't care if you have a life. Um, so those those are what I've been watching. Those are okay. What Ron, have you been What have you been reading, Bruce? London doesn't watch stuff because you're writing books, or well, not writing books, publishing books, but not writing it. Right. So she's getting paid the big money. What I have <laughs> read, but mostly bought in, so we can just have it here and read whatever. How big is it, Bruce? On the stand, it's this big. My oh, goodness. goodness, just satisfying. On this day in history, which so it does what it says in the can by Dan Snow, um, and although he sounds like a, uh, you know nothing, Dan Snow. Yeah, he sounds like a whatever Thrones. What's it? Game of Thrones. Mm. 
character, but he's not. He's he's kind of too. He's a historian who's a bit like to English history in particular. What what's his name? Brian Cox is to astronomy. Ah, yes, astronomy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, very very cool. Oh, very knowledgeable. The doctor does his stuff. No. Doctor Phil, you are. Um, but very cool, very interesting. Let's do today. What is today? What is today? 14th of December. 14th of December. What happened on this very day? In 9th century China, which is important, a powerful faction of eunuchs, yes, castrated men, wow, um, dominated court politics in this day. In 835, a palace coup attempting to overthrow eunuch power was foiled, resulting in chaos, chaos and bloodshed. Were they, was it known as the Sweet Dew Incident. So, I mean, that is very interesting. An impotent attempt. (laughs) I don't know, I understand. Yes, uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to try and read all the Chinese names and the rest of the entry. But um, just so you know, people, today was the Sweet Dew Incident. Well, you're wrong. You rated that movie, so we don't trust anything you say. Okay, I didn't Um, rate the movie. I found it interesting in the broad zeitgeist of our time but uh, yes we will dip into that and hopefully there are things about people who have not yet been castrated but uh, on the state in history it's just it's one of those great kind of if you if you like history at any level um, just go and he's also on all over the YouTube history, and, uh, and Instagrams hey only, only yes. yes not the stuff that teach you at school <laughs> history is written by the victors as uh, foundation teachers and then the <coughs> what are we 2023 Annual from Zapiro. It's called Ram Apocalypse Now. Fantastic. Is that? Is that him? And this has a sock with camel. And I like Zapiro, and I think he's fantastic, and I think he's a brilliant uh, cartoonist. And I don't like these annuals anymore because they make me sad. Yep. We because discussed this with uh, Death to Twenty Twenty, whatever it was. That yeah. Satire is too. It's too real. on the nose. It's like it's it's it's, it's too documentary. Um, so yeah, this is just uh, a reminder of all the crap that happened in the past year and how stupid the people were or are that why is willard not wearing his hamilton watch on this cover the so-called willard is it a hamilton i don't know what you're talking about you pointing Sorry. at a drawing of, of a watch so this is uh who played uh, apocalypse now uh, robert duvall i love the smell of napalm in the morning and he famously wears a particular watch yes but that's called Putin. Captain Willard. So yes. Oh, is that? Mm. Yes, yes, it definitely is. Okay, look at that. Right. We're just not used to seeing Putin in a hat. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen Britain Manhattan? I have not. Seen it shirt. Yes, which he is on the cover. I think uh, but, there um, was that uh, sex video that leaked. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's a hat. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Again, from a from a uh, I don't think trying to process South Africa for the year that's been made. Um, I would I would say look what I'm going to do here in a segue. Tell I'd us. say rather read Rescuing Our Republic oh. by Bronwyn Williams. Yes. That's funny. It also has about cartoons in it. It does. It does have some... It's by Rico, the guy from Madam and Eve. He's much honour. And we've oh. uh, had him on the, on the podcast. We have. He's a good man. He's a good guy. Um, uh, look, there's old Bruce Whitfield. Oh, Whitfield. Whitfield. Very nice. Very nice. So, yes, I, I don't know. Do you, What do you think of like what we're saying now about satire, Bron? With... Can, She's the it, optimist, how, remember? How, yeah, but how does sat, satire function anymore when the, like, the real world is just so unbelievably weird and badly run? Does satire function in a, in a woke culture as well? Well, I think we've passed peak woke now. People are getting tired. I think so. Thank goodness. Expect more controversy. Well, Why? yeah, I, think, I, I, I mean, I see people... I thought about this the other day... Um, about I think I was thinking of Bo Selector, which was a British comedian who was 
horrendous <laughs> like so offensive um early 2000s and i was thinking man he'd be cancelled in a hot second he probably has been but i think that's not the point i think he would be the first person to say but don't you realize what i was doing that's exactly what i was doing mm. i was um truth to power or yeah something. i was i was uh, um making these terrible things extreme in a person in a character to show you how wrong they are so don't be offended by them that's the whole point i'm trying to show you that this is terrible but woke culture but, and again like you were saying bruce you don't exactly need comedians and cartoonists to point out the hypocrisy anymore it's a little bit too yeah obvious. a lot of them comedians you don't need to point it out we all know yeah it's not like oh i never thought of that <laughs> too late how do they pivot now where do you go as a comedian with no <coughs> they might actually come up with jokes oh this is... but who's that we can who does that we can but dream what are you reading otherwise we can go back to laughing about stereotypes right okay so said, like that's, that's yes the yes we can point to point yeah um, there's always gender jokes here we cannot say that sure. it's because he slash she slash they are black though that that is they no longer do he, doable. You can still laugh at white men. Gender and gender jokes True. are much I more think. gender jokes are much more complicated now. You need six levels, eight levels, twelve. I don't know. And there's nothing wrong gender with that. Gender jiu There's a there's a title. Yes. Alan Committee, if you're listening, you're welcome. Gender jiu um, What you can and cannot say. <laughs> yes. Are, are you reading anything off. interesting? I read the Palliative Society Heavens. yesterday. That sounds cheerful. On a, so Kindle, on a Kindle, yeah. I think it's a self-published book. It's this like, I think he's an Asian American, but he's a philosopher. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's like we don't have enough pain in our lives, and that's why we all. We bored. don't have enough. Yeah. What? What? How? What? We all dragged up on hmm. dopamine and Ozempic. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever else we're on. So what's his argument? What is the value of pain? Like the, 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 the all art is pain. Art is suffering. You can't create anything or write anything if you don't suffer for your work. In other words, everything we're producing is shit because <laughs> no one's put any sweat into it. We've just said, chat GPT, write me a 400,000 page book. Press it. That's why pain. all our content is crap. That makes me No one struggled. I like that. I think and it's like even relationships. If you don't love whatever relationship you've got, whether it's your dog, your cat, your mother, your sister, your lover. Okay, that enough, got weird with your mother and then your sister. Then you never. Well, well, then you then, then <laughs> love is pain. If, yeah. If you if you're not going to be have pain when whatever exactly. whoever dies or leaves you, because that's the two the two only ends of any relationships. Right. If there was no pain, <laughs> then there was no. Optimism again. I had a fleeting moment of being sorry that I asked her what the book was about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Happy days. Take a punch. Exactly. (laughs) Bleed. Yes. Sweat. Struggle. I'm like a huge believer in, but that comes back to that reaction against instant culture and and anything worth having is is anything. The only things that are worth having are things that have to be earned. Yeah, Yeah. Which is. There's value in that. It speaks to the word value. I mean, if you read what's it, um, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by What's His Face. extremely pedantic. It is. But quite But important, yeah. But I was going to say. Difficult to read. Yeah. No, but the, uh, the idea of quality. What, what mm. is quality? What, how do you define quality? What is quality to you? What is 
worth? What has value? Mm -hmm. Those are interesting questions to ask, I think, in a culture that is throwaway. Yeah, and then there's also layers on, of course, the politics of that, right? Like a society that is designed to avoid pain is a society that preferences safety or safetyism over like anything. Exactly. And in, in in the face of AI, it's very, very important questions. And it goes into the longevity thing too. Like we, we preserve life, but at the cost of living. Yeah. Like you can stay alive forever if you if, if, if everyone just watch foundation. Watch foundation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, oh, that's absolutely one of the that avoiding other, suffering, avoiding pain, thing. avoiding death. Well, but it's you right, might as well yeah. not live. Exactly. Birth, <laughs> sex, death. All of it is. Well, there's the Instagram account for for um, sex, death, and cheese. <laughs> this, amazing. this is your Instagram account, isn't it's it? My Instagram account. There's people like us out there. Okay. And the sense that sounds amazing. So, the idea is that cheese is sex and death. That's that a strange milk, idea. Is like what a is she drinking? Product. Yeah, it's and it's death because it's got like the bacteria in it. It's rotten. Okay. And I've got a friend, Pierre Dupuisie, who says all good things in life are slightly rotten. Wine, bread. Right, Jeez. right. Me. Culture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My soul. My soul. Slightly tarnished. Tainted. All the best things. Right. <laughs> oh, and mix into all of this happy palliative stuff, all the entitlement stuff. Um, it's like, again, that, that movie was one thing it did tr- uh, translate Hammering or, or, or say well. It's just that hey. this family in, what was it called? Leave the world behind. Um, America. Just so mad, and yes, and the culture they represent. Just a massive, massive entitlement. It's like, well, this thing is broken, and now I'm put out, and why isn't somebody fixing it? Um, Speaking of someone fixing, I can hear hammering and drilling outside my yes. door again. Mm. Bloody hell. You're entitled to whatever that thing is to work. I'll bring some fiction into the table, too. I read Toni Morrison's Love. Oh, yeah. tell me about it. Love, it's Love. <coughs> and it's like a New Orleans yes. gothic horror. I haven't read this. I must read like, it. And it's, it's quite a short novel. It's like a novelette, probably like around 200 pages. It's quite short as well. Novella. So I wouldn't even call it a novella. No, it's a novelette. It's somewhere novelette. in between. So it's a book, but okay. it's a small it's book. A, it's a newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a short one. But, but it was, from it the was nice and it was weirdly dark. And okay, it's like the, nice. the, the main characters are these two now elderly women that live in a house that's somewhat falling apart in New Orleans in, in a swampy area where Gothic you can smell the horror. fish. Very nice. And they hate Ew. each other. Ah. Oh, yeah. I like that. And there's like one man that ties all the characters together. Is he a man or is he a voodoo zombie incarnation of all evil? Well, I don't know. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers slightly of rotten no fish. There's a ghost, though. Okay. Of course there's a ghost. In fact, one of the women is a ghost. Sexy ghost. Oh, sex, sexy ghost. Sexy kind of ghost. <laughs> two old ladies and a sexy ghost. I mean, what yeah, could be better? Yeah, I mean, like, I the best reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a YouTube video that you don't want to see. Yeah, that's, that's a two bad... Two girls, one sexy ghost. That's a bad channel to watch. Don't go there. Um, listen, listening. What have we been listening to? I can tell to? you what I've been listening to because you've already mentioned. Hoary old uncle... You said Hoary. Neil. Ah, yes, I did say that. Before tell and me. after the new Neil Young album, which is kind of him acoustic uh, singing some stuff from before and some new stuff and it is everything that I like about Neil Young it's just in the raw okay Um, how old is he now? 83? I don't know but he doesn't give a flying 
tomato tomato about okay. anything or anyone um, in the best way um, so I've been listening to Neil Young and reading Cormac McCarthy that's a happy, that's a happy um, combination Vlad <coughs> Meridian you must be so, so I, I, I'm on the way <laughs> out guys intervention. <laughs> yeah I uh, so I just lie in bed and um, cry drowning in mucus and uh, McCartney and McCarthy and McCartney. Uh, Young um, I'm not going to say too much more about that Neil Young is uh, reviled by some uh, worshipped by others I think he's great me too is that all you said? American Buffalo peace out peace <laughs> out I found a, I think it's 2010 and another album by the Gin Blossoms oh yeah very good band yes it was a band I loved Living much in the, yeah. back in the 90s oh. they were one of the exact no, no that's better than Ezra better than Ezra um, Gin Blossoms what did they do uh, found out about you Hey Jealousy oh yes Hey Jealousy um, <clears throat> and it was just because it's, it's weird to me interesting to me like Neil Young is one of those people that's just been doing interesting listenable stuff for how long 50, 60 years um, yeah. and these guys it was there was such a there was a rash of them in the 90s yeah yeah um, Toadoy Sprocket and Semisonic and Delamitri better than all those guys um, and all freaking amazing but maybe that was because we were all at Varsity and whatever it, maybe it was just it was a different time and it fits at the time so this this um, this yeah. album is very well it's it's cool it's not very cool it's like you know when you you just have a whole um, life is sound, it nice? a, a, a life soundtrack link to something okay so a bunch of their music is like that it's going oh, I remember this time doing that stuff and you know playing songs of theirs as covers and whatever um, and then this is kind of some very competent musicians making some music and that's all um, <laughs> okay. which is which is a that's job a bit disappointing which is a job there's one called Miss Disarray which is very cool. Miss Disarray Miss, yeah Miss uh, which is a lot of dis- sounds uh, like a sassurus Ratchet's favourite word what's the what's the what's that sound again uh, sibilance sibilance thank you uh, in for the engineer to sort out have you ever had sibling sibilance probably probably um, mm-hmm. never never name your Sibling something with Ness, yeah. Um, and it's new, but that, that, ah, there we go. Little little bit of sun, Semisonic is great. Uh, there's, a, there's a new Semisonic album, which is amazing, because Dan Wilson tends to write immensely beautiful things for other people and then win bucket loads of Grammys for them. Okay. Like Adele and all sorts of people. Right. Um, and 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 he's got a he's got a great uh, Instagram account by the way. If you're a songwriter, huh. he will make you happy and he will make you feel valued and he will make you feel uh, optimistic. So not for me. Then. Tell you you must go and write some songs. I'll Bronwyn, avoid it. Said, pointedly, to pianist from him. Yeah. Um, but um, so so that's great. So that's an, another one from that same sort of era. And then have you heard the new Atomic City, the U two single? No. So they, they still us, music. They though. put out a single because they they now they're running this the whole sphere. thing at the sphere. In Vegas oh yeah, in, in the Vegas. <gasps> My <laughs> ex uh, singer Carl is uh, uh, ad agency did a whole thing there. It's pretty cool. Very nice. That so no, looks very it looks very cool. And again, they found I, I am impressed having read the the, the, the Bono uh, autobiography. Yes. How they keep finding things to 
sort of be the first at or be the biggest at or whatever. So yeah, this whole sphere with it, Roman likes it or not, is interesting. It's basically it's the med bank of bands. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone needed a, <laughs> a virtual golf tour in Ubuntu land. <laughs> right, so there's that opinion. But <laughs> Atomic, I guess I won't be doing work through Nedbank. Atomic <laughs> City, or you too, which is just essentially it's a, a to have a new single and be alive, um, and uh, B to to sort of promote this this um, this whole run atmosphere. But it knowingly, and they they've included Debbie Harry and whoever else wrote it ripped off a, or it doesn't rip it off it's just got the same melody line as a, a part of it as a goldie no gold blondie not, blondie goldie no it's a completely different thing blondie is right a Who, blondie who's uh, playing drums single. on it I don't know I think it was Larry I think okay. it was before he got um, incapacitated incapacitated but um, but you, you just go yes that sounds nice but it's so like this other well established thing why didn't you go and do something else because you just had to hum something different in when you were writing it and it would have saved you a billion dollars or whatever you're going to have to pay in um, yeah. royalties but maybe you know maybe Debbie Harry needs the money maybe they've been kind who knows maybe but uh, you yeah, that's, need them. that's about where I am <laughs> Ronan are you writing music? not much is yeah damn it why? what is wrong with you? I wrote like one thing he says to me as well yeah also end of I, I'm not very prolific when it comes to writing music I think I've written like <coughs> One song a year. It's not enough. I, I have you have you recorded it though? I'm disappointed in you. No, it's just record on my phone. It's enough. <laughs> I recorded it on my phone yesterday. Why throw pearls at all these swine? You know? <laughs> <laughs> they want to take Swift, let them. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Uh, I have very little interest in sharing. Have you listened to anything cool lately? I did see Dave Matthews. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. you been to the he show. did, and uh, Mr. Shell's slightly old. I haven't listened to him in years, so it was a bit of a shock to the system. The fan base is looking a bit aged. Mm, the dance wow. moves are questionable. Of course. But they're still having good fun. Yeah. So, are his, so are his potentially, but he dad really... aged friends and our bad <laughs> shoes and our souvenir nice. t shirts. I like the way the one's wearing a tortoise. Really the one wearing nice. a, I love South Africa shirt. Oh, you know, they're clearly been to the. Maybe their luggage got lost. I don't know. They all <laughs> seem to be wearing souvenir t shirts from there. I love uh, oh, the, how, much, how much Dave believes in his own dance moves because he does believe in them. Sweated a lot. Yes, he is the sweaty man. He even had to change his shirt. He was like, even he was embarrassed. I <laughs> have had the, the, uh, the large pleasure of, of interviewing him a few times. He's a really nice dude. Mm. He's such a nice guy. Which How was, was the such show? A, was it, it was very good. They were so tight and they yeah. were having a great time. I think uh, Tim Reynolds was there, the electric guitar Yes, he's always there. He's, he's in the band. Great. Um, sure. Smiling I'm sorry, and I having a that. good time. Yeah. And then next year, I'm, when I'm in Scotland, I'll be seeing Elbow. You're going to Scotland and you're going to see Elbow. See, now I've seen Elbow. I hosted them at the Apple Store. They were very You hosted flippant. them at the Apple Store? Yeah, it's life on friends, name dropping, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, sure, what a band. I love them. You're going to Scotland. Yeah. That's amazing. I and really I know, and like, I, I'm only mentioning this because I haven't seen like live music in forever. I don't really like live music. I okay. don't like people. <laughs> right. I think no. I think it's very you. much like me. <laughs> I much prefer to listen to music on a bad sound system, like right. straight off my phone. It's perfectly okay. fine for me. I don't care about your production quality. Hit me with the melody. Hopefully, some lyrics. Right. That's well, what yeah. I care about. We can save a lot of money. Engineers we can save a lot of money on recording yeah. our music now, but uh, for at least one. What's thing. the tune? <laughs> but um, we're in Scotland. 
Where, um, where's the show? Is it Edinburgh? I want to go to Edinburgh. Glasgow. I've been to Edinburgh. Glasgow. I've been to Edinburgh a couple of times. Okay. You don't need to go to Edinburgh more than once. It's very right. small. I just want to go. It's quite little. There's like oh, one okay. street. And it's whole, very steep. Yes. So you but tie it by the time you walk down it, and then you're like, well, there's nowhere else to go. Let's go back did, down again. Yes, and look at the building. The building's very, very close together. All I want to do is to go to Scotland and then take the ferry across to the island of Isla and visit the nine distilleries over a week or so. And then that sounds like good Scotland is real pretty. I want to go to there. If you can see it through the driving seat. We've got the Adam Smith statue, like the grand grandfather of capitalism. Speaking of Scotland, (laughs) we should we should mention a death in the family recently. Um, Not Scottish, but um, Shane McGowan. Oh yes, yes. We we did mention last week, to be fair, while we we were drinking his whiskey. So then, who died this week then? People are always dying. It's yeah, someone else died, and I'm like, well, we need to mention that death. Well, if Maybe you died this was... week, we're thinking of you. Yes, if you. <laughs> Ouch. Um... <laughs> like a corporate farewell party where they batch you all up in a group, shake everyone's hands. Ah, yes. Here's your gold watch to share. <laughs> in memory, we didn't have enough budget. Going back to that live music thing, I, I'm that age now as well, and I'm. I am a, I I am a live I am a live musician, yeah. which is problematic. So I don't like being on stage, no problem. Okay. But I'm not really keen on being me, in anyone's audience. It comes <laughs> down to one word. Parking. <laughs> that is it for me. <laughs> if I've got to drive and navigate any kind of parking issue or walk to get then I'm not interested. If I communicate with anyone, they want to like see a ticket and they like talk to you. But oh I want to, again, so I'm, I do want the good sound <laughs> and I want to sit down and I want it to be dark and I don't want you to be standing anywhere near, near me with your stale beer and spitting it on my neck. It's just, yeah, there's too many, like, why, why would I pay for this part to it? Correct. And then you don't know, like the Dave Matthews Band plays like 340 gigs a year. They'll be fine. They are going to be tight. You know, but Jackass over there who's had too much in the green room and whatever, whatever. Now you've paid six million bucks to stand in the middle of smelly people. Nonsense. Um, um, side stage. That's cool. I'll go and see anyone here if I'm on the side of the stage watching. I That's need to. Cool. I, I need that. to see like James Taylor in a hundred seater plush yeah. theatre. Is this too much to ask, really? I like. I, I prefer my music by myself, but I, I do like a like a musical. Like a, okay. like a theatre show. Did you go to a musical this year called Actress? I didn't. Damn it. You only ran for like one week. Two, like the busiest weeks, time of the year. You had like <laughs> eight days. Was like, you were very were busy, like to be fair. She was shows like, that I was like, there was no way. I nearly made it to the very, very last one. And then my cousin's kid's birthday was moved. So that was the end of oh, that. Oh, wow. That's what yeah. we... Can that's... you move a birthday? No, like, why oh, was the show at like 3 p.m.? It would be like 6 that could have come. That was like the last one. It was like a matinee. I think what it was there because of like... Parking issues, and you know. Parking. <laughs> Pointing at me, like. It was, yeah, no, it was, you know what was very good? The same theatre was Midsummer. Yes. Oh, did you go? I also only ran for like a week, but my friend had bought tickets. There we wow. go. It was, I wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for Glinda. Shout out to Glinda. I saw that at the Globe. I owned on. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but this this cast was very good. Okay. They were a very good cast. It was a very good production. And the little tweaks that they did for comedy value, yeah. They did it. They actually spoke the words instead okay. of just memorizing them. Mm. So it was funny. Shakespeare's supposed, supposed to be funny. funny. You know? I'm going to punch... People like say a speech and they get to the end and they're like, sure, I said I'm a word. I'm going to punch a friend of mine in that regard. Ashley Harvey, go and find her on... Just put Ashley Harvey Shakespeare into the Googles um, and go and watch it. She is so amazingly Fantastic. good at that. She just does, you know, she mm. does things for um, callbacks and whatever, whatever. And you're like, 
that's what it's supposed to be like. It's so Shakespeare cool. is mm. my man. But I also, but better than that, was I saw the Back to the Future musical in what? London. Is it better? It was good fun. Really? It was good fun. That's interesting. Okay. Do they have a DeLorean Great on stage? They totally have a DeLorean on stage. Nice. They did make one change for political Damn. correctness, which kind of ruined the whole thing for me. And that's instead of Doc being killed with by the Libyans, which is like the best line in the movie. Oh, the Libyans. The Libyans. You know? Uh, they clearly didn't want to offend any the Libyans, Libyans living in London. Yes. So they had him instead die from radiation poisoning. Uh, from which was the so lame. boring. Yeah, I was like, that's I'm like, so come on, really. No, the not the pretty good. Non- like, not the Libyans! The religious extremists. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the best part. That's the best part. Come on. No. So God, what the mentalist religious fanatic? You know, that's a that's a script. Running back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> Not just Judy Roberts nonsense. No. Well, yeah. No. No, Stephen. No. And then I saw something that wasn't funny at all. It was the promise. Did any of you see the promise? Yeah. I didn't see it. I heard it was. I don't know if I liked it or hated it. That's I didn't like the comedy moments in between. It's good that you found a I was like, I came feeling. to be depressed and you trying read? to make you laugh. You said I should read the book, I think. I didn't say you should. I said you could. You could. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit sort of, yeah, Jane could see ish of like, there are deep issues. Now, why do Africans write such depressing books? Um... <laughs> um yeah. Tune in next year for more podcasts. Where are the optimistic people? <laughs> The optimistic people are on this cap. The no, pen is not so big. Novels do tend towards the away from the humorous. Well, there's a gap. Away from the humorous. I feel like I feel like we should go towards more Russian and lean into the black humor more. What's it? I feel like we we we, I we think take we ourselves would too seriously. If we were colder, I think our climate. I blame our climate. So for we're that. just too a little too happy to but actually go past yeah, the no, because the depression into the sort of absurdism side. Oh, of which is what I there is a that's, lot. That's where the good stuff is. We just push through exactly. the bad. You have to get through a lot of depression. I want this mug. It's a great mug. I want it. I want a picture with it. I want it on Terry Pratchett. a Terry Pratchett quiz when they released the Shepherd's yeah. Crown, the last oh, thing, and I won the 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 bag as well the tear patch because I answered all the questions even though I d- wasn't there for the quiz and then I beat everyone <laughs> what, a, what a nerd yeah, that's amazing you weren't there for the quiz you didn't have to be there for the quiz no I was there oh my friend said come the publishing thing he was doing and I was like oh Pratchett I like Pratchett and then everyone was there in costumes and there was eventually it was me and some granny aching thing I mean um, weather wax granny weather wax person and then we were answering questions and then I and went the, in your head you said you are going down yeah, I was like Pratchett. Me and Pratchett. Nice. So we'll, we will take a picture of that mug for your Facebook following. Is, is delectation the right word? It sounds like it's the right word in my head. What is delectation? I don't know as many words. I'm going to look it up. I'm sure. <laughs> you don't write books. You just, you just talk. So back to that as we finish up because I see we are in, hitting almost time and stuff. So please go out and buy bulk copies boxes at totally. a time of rescuing our republic available uh, start a fight rooms. with someone as great yeah. ideas made to start a fight with anyone you'd like to argue with to spice up a boring Christmas lunch Christmas lunch with your family this is what you need because it does yeah it does there's uh, a chapter in there about tearing up the constitution I, know, I, mean, I was just going just, just on the cover it, it, it tells you that it covers such cheerful topics to end the year as record unemployment, widening inequality, and rampant corruption. So, people, that just screams Christmas gift to me. Like um, happy Christmas. 
Yeah, you nearly threw the book at the microphone. Well, time. you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Bad, it's got rubber things. That's the microphone, not the book. But anyway, Ron, thanks for coming in again. Thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tradition now, our last yes. of the Ronan year. is uh, one of our top two most loyal fans. Um, well, or I could rephrase that as one of two loyal fans. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for your support over the years. And speaking of over the years, this is the year now, isn't it? This is I think so. 2023 done for Indeed. The, the, the Chorus Podcast. So thank you for listening, the Kurt por- and Bronwyn. And chorus Podcast. And other mom. And I don't know, seven or eight million other people probably, but uh, At least I can't count them. Less than a million so a big number. every, every yeah. week. No one knows the podcast anyway. It's exactly. You can believe whatever you want to believe. We will tell you exactly. what we want you to hear. Um, do please go and watch things live at the theatre, if not at the live music venue. Um, and buy paper books mm. and other books and listen to all of the music everywhere. Oh, on the music side, yeah. Because it's really harder, I think, even brutally difficult as it is to make money out of this paper book. Um, it's even harder for musicians. So please, if they are selling anything of any value whatsoever, buy stuff you buy want it. more of. It's very simple. There we go. That's a chapter there about a book. I think uh, what page? <laughs> prostitutes would probably also get behind that tagline. Buy more of what you want more of. Lovely. So as the, uh, what the hell is that thing? Drilling comes in yeah. from the, the uh, dulcet tones of the drill outside of the we'll, complex. We'll just go away, I think. <coughs> Thank happy, you. Happy Christmas and Merry New Year. and Last day of Hanukkah and whatever else. Love you lots. Bye. Don't throw your glasses. The end. Bye. Bye.